Hey everybody, welcome back to your Corporate Global Football Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, a, a great week of football that we didn't watch. Yeah, it didn't actually seem that great. Mostly this week was, there's a lot of times <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening out there? Because I was traveling and just didn't have much time to watch. Uh, and everything just seemed to be going all wrong. Yeah, same for me. I was holed away uh, in a Panera Bread working on grad school for over half the day, turned in a bunch of work. But uh, every time I looked at my phone to check scores, it looked like it was like a bizarro world. Yeah, the the obviously. Uh, so I guess let's start with what I did see. I saw the second half of the Colts Jets game mm-hmm. and I watched all of the Titans game. And then all of Monday night football pretty much. Okay. So I watched all of the Colts game and then I watched some of the afternoon slate once I got home, but there was only like three games. Um, that was part of the, uh, like Patriots kind of shutting down the Panthers, the Chargers game, Cardinals game. Um, so I saw some of those, um, also saw some of the Bills Jaguars game. What a bizarre, uh, thing there with the Josh Allen v Josh Allen narrative. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 oh God, I hope this never happens again. I so desperately never <laughs> want this situation. Because I love it because Josh Allen is the, the Jaguar Josh Allen is the, like, probably the best or like my favorite UK football player since Randall Cobb to like watch play, or at least when he was at Kentucky, because you could tell he was just so much better at everyone at like playing defensive line we had so many sacks that year it was great um but yeah the media ate it up yeah and i guess you know the thing that gets me it's it's that i think that the more impressive name situation that happened was the cooper rush to amari cooper the first name last name quarterback (laughs) to receiver connection and that one didn't get nearly the josh allen to josh allen (laughs) and it's because of I think the the absurdity, like Cooper to Cooper, sounds awesome. Like it sounds like it's a movie mm-hmm. or something, and then but mm-hmm. Josh Allen to Josh Allen is almost like this absurd phrase to say. It's like funny to say just as the syllables. Um, yeah, and I can't remember if I saw this on Twitter or somebody posted in Slack. Like the kind of the like not play on words, but the crazy string of things you could say to describe what happened. Did you see that? Like no. Josh Allen sacked. Oh yes. By Josh Allen, like it was like a like a, just saying the yeah. word Josh Allen like ten times in a row to describe what happened. Yeah. Good stuff. Um. Well. Also, so, well, never mind. We don't have to get off on that. Let, let's just talk about the league, and from what we did see, we'll just talk about it when we get there. And then we'll we'll uh, have some coaches' time right here at the end. Um. I'm going to start atypically. I want to start with my own team because for, I think, the first time all season, if not certainly, I was the highest scoring uh, team. And it's funny that it came in this like bizarre week where everything felt off. Um, but if you look at my team, it, I, I think my team kind of just performed like how they were supposed to perform. I don't think my team really benefited much from any bizarroness. Um, but I will say this game and i only scored at 156 it wasn't like it was that great of a week um this game kind of like talked me off a a ledge of like panicking 
to be like, well, what do I need to start just trading a bunch of people? Like, what do I do? Um, and also, I wanted to make this note before you chime in. Uh, if any of you are out there listening and have any assumptions about the Gotham Knights GM that don't include that he's the type of GM who does not realize that the Winterface's poor performance has nothing to do with him, you're mistaken. Like, he's fully gloating that the fact that the Winterface has only scored 99 points and that the Gotham Knights handed them their first, like, 0-2 week, even though that's not how fantasy football works. Yes. Yeah. I get it. But So, yeah. I'm happy. What do you what st- sticks out to you about uh, the faces and knights? Um, number one, I just I believe Patrick Mahomes is gonna get out of this funk, and mm, yeah, I am more and more convinced that Clyde Edwards Elaire is way more important to the offense just because of what he means defensively, like. When they go into that cover two with two safeties, this is what they keep talking about, right? Like, oh, blah, 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 safeties over the top. Yeah, it's because he doesn't have anyone Mm -hmm. to dump it off to. Because if you notice, McCole Hardman and Byron Pringle drop anything that are thrown their way. So Yeah, McCole had a nasty drop in the red zone. (sighs) Dude, it's bad. It is bad. It is truly bad. And I think that, uh, like, Damian Williams and Gore are, like, great just, like, running the ball backs. But if he wants to throw, he needs that safety, and Clyde is way more dangerous than those backs in that situation. So I just think that he actually does hmm. mean a lot to the offense. And I've also been thinking that the Chiefs, they're a tough team to go acquire a wide receiver because of how hard it sounds like the playbook is to know. I've been thinking about that. The difficulty of their offense may be like yeah. a hindrance in terms of like how quickly you can upgrade a position. Yeah, I've wondered about that for Josh Gordon because uh, even though he played in the very first game and like I think that was the only game that he had a catch or maybe he had one other one catch game too. Um, and I wasn't expecting him to like dominate or anything, but I thought he would have been able to play more than he has so far. But maybe the playbook complexity is what's keeping him off the field. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll turn it around too. Um, definitely a down week from top to bottom for the win faces, every single player uh, underperformed or, or maybe performed at, at best. Um, But Christian McCaffrey came back in. And I think honestly, if you're Wyatt, I know that he lost and he can obviously afford to, to take these losses, but I think for a first game back, you're happy with that because it was against the Patriots. Um, He still got a good amount of work um, and a fumble. So I think 14 points, like that's that's probably McCaffrey's floor, which is insane. Yeah, and I think too that, yeah, with what his work rate was, if he did that all year, I mean, imagine he just tacks on a touchdown and you're like, yeah, if he has mm-hmm. maybe three more carries, you're like, great. That's an extra 10 points. He has a 24-point week that yep. easily. It's... Um, so yes, I think you're very happy with the outcome for him. Yeah. I think the only, only thing that would concern me now about McCaffrey is that there's only three more games before, cause they have one of those weird, like very late 13, week 13 bye weeks, uh, the Panthers do. Um, and so kind of depending on what happens in the weeks that Darnold is out, uh, with 
and uh, is it what is it PJ Philip Walker whatever his name is mm-hmm. uh, is quarterback. If they like, keep playing poorly, if if any of those injuries that McCaffrey has like gets reaggravated, like I I don't know what they, what they do with him. So that's my only concern. Yeah, we'll see. I also think that they're just gonna do their best to not let that happen. You know, like. Yeah, and they had a good enough start to the season. They should be able to afford to kind of piddle around a little bit. Yeah, they can't. They and yeah, I think I think they beat the Saints in that second week of the season, which was is huge to give them that cushion to deal with this right now. It is, yeah. especially with the Saints dealing with their own uh, struggles. So. Um, probably the worst game of the season you'll have for CD Lamb as well, underperformed. Uh, Debo even had a, had a, a rough game. And really, on my side, the main thing I wanted to point out is like I would just be completely lost without my running backs. Yeah, and it's they are carrying me without Russell Wilson. Yeah, and I will say it's nice. One of them, it's just, I mean, his nickname is Pikachu. I think everyone knows, like, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is like the dude. Yeah. And so uh, I'm like, yeah, this is that's what you're expecting. And then the you know, the one for me is all, is Joe Mixon. You know, I'm a big hater, but he's been showing out recently. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Actually, I, I was looking I had named uh Jonathan Taylor Pikachu before the season started because it that was that was something I believed for my team, but I also was more like hoping he could turn into that. But with Joe Mixon, uh he had started I think is maybe Charmander and leveled up, but right now, as on the pot, I'm I'm changing him up right now. He just evolved to Charizard. Oh my! Holy cow! I yep. haven't even noticed that they're evolving. Oh yeah, several players have evolved uh, so far in the season. So I, we need to um, have some devolving happen a little bit too. Oh, don't worry, uh, Brandon Ayuk. I don't know how he slept under the radar. I think I've been—I haven't even like touched him very much, so that's why I, I forgot. He definitely needs to go down from Torterra, probably all the way down to Turtwig. Um, let me fix that real quick. But yeah, uh, still overall, I was honestly oh, I that used... was that was a nerd moment, huh? That, that... <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> you know, we everybody has their their problems, but um, for the for the fans out there that that appreciated it, you're, you're welcome. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very encouraged and Russell Wilson is playing this week. We had a very funny private conversation about Russell Wilson, uh, where you, you referred to him as the goat, but with an H like G H O A T. And I was like, Oh, what are you talking about? And you said, well, you tell, tell the, the fans what you said. Yeah. So this is something that I saw on Reddit and I think it was a quote that Pete Carroll had. Uh, after he hurt his finger and he he made some sort of uh comment along the lines of yeah russell wilson is one of the greatest healers of all time <laughs> and so, so ridiculous so g-h-o-a-t is greatest healer of all time and so because he was offering me Geno smith and i was telling him that i was i was leaning more and more towards like yeah russell wilson greatest healer he's on some steroids or something and then, like an hour later, it came out he was going to play. <laughs> yeah. So, very bizarre. Um, but yeah, I'm excited just to to have him back this week as well. Um, all right, enough talk about the Gotham Knights here. Uh, glad to be back in the playoff hunt. Um, let's talk about uh, after seeing the graphic that was put out by our Jersey Commissioner, uh, the team that has the best head-to-head matchup, uh, 
or not, but what am I trying to say? Best head-to-head record on the season is touchdown Nabby. Um, takes down the Bruce Matthews, 133-114. to Low-scoring slugfest. What went wrong for the Bruce? Well, so let me tell you, the biggest thing that went wrong here is this whole season I was banking on, yeah, Jameis Winston is going to be a serviceable quarterback. If he goes down, Taysom Hill will come in, and they'll do some interesting stuff, and he'll get rushing happening, and he'll be the second quarterback. The fact that he had that concussion coming mm-hmm. out and like I don't know what they're going to be doing with him is is falling apart. Thankfully I had Jordan Love just to fill in but like yeah. I wasn't expecting much, you know. Uh That's true. Some danger. Yeah. Uh, but you've got a uh, Philip Walker though. Yes. So that's good. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sort of like playing a little quarterback roulette right now. And that's okay. I can ru- I can swing on the carousel for a little while, I think. Yeah, and a very almost like psychic moment by you to go and pick him up last week for free uh, before our, this week he would have had a lot of money uh, or he would have cost a lot. <laughs> Excuse me, we'll cut that. Um, so yes, Philip Walker, great pickup. Um, speaking of Philip Walker, I sent you a trade offer for our other league. Make sure you check that out. Um, on the touchdown and Abby side, Carson Wentz looked pretty good. I know it was against the Jets, but kind of gave me some hope again for the Colts. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz. I didn't, from what I watched in this game, uh, he's moved into Dink and Dunk. Dink. Hey. Is that right? I'll take it. I mean, and then there was a couple big plays with um, Michael Pittman. Yeah. Okay. But it, it, they definitely did what they had to do to beat the Jets. And also, Jonathan Taylor had like another like seventy yard run, and just they just destroyed them on the ground. Naheem Hines had a huge like yeah. twenty or thirty yard touchdown. So, but he was efficient. And now that we've moved away from that horrid interception he threw against the Titans, uh, I'm feeling good about him again. Yeah, I I think he'll be. Just, I think this is sort of like yeah, you could expect this on his good weeks, you know. Yeah, I think that you're right. Last week, losing the game, and then this week, just doing what he's supposed to to do against the Jets is probably what we're going to live with for the rest of the season. Yeah. Now, I will say, that game, I was shockingly nervous for the Colts. Like Before the game? No, no, no. Towards the end. Like, the Jets, oh. it was 30 to 40, what, 45, but the Jets mm-hmm. were, like, on the five-yard line, and, the, and Josh... Uh, their like third string quarterback came in. Josh Johnson. Yeah, Josh Johnson had come in and was like driving them and like making just making plays happen. And I was like, oh, if they score here, like this game is interesting all of a sudden. Like, but then yeah. there was that pick. But I thought that that was interesting. I was like, oh, this Jets team like they pushed the Colts to feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, they, I mean, twenty of their points came in the second half. Two of the touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I wasn't really too concerned but they are scrappy they've shown that and i think they they're still riding like the backup qb like energy um and i really hope mike white does get to start again because the allure around him now is just too good like the fact that he came in after having a a great first game and played well for a a drive with, with the colts and then got hurt uh it's like you just can't make it up it's the classic backup situation now everybody wants to see him yeah 
Yeah, I think I heard something about Patrick Irving. Irving Irving syndrome. Yes. Yeah, where you rally around at like it's better for the high profile player like Zach Wilson to go down because of yep. like the rallying around the backup. <laughs> Absolutely. Um other than that, I think our other big notes here are a uh kind of a splash return for our friend greg george kittle yep oh greg came in (laughs) and he he did exactly what i I was talking about it before i was like you absolutely you you absolutely play him do not listen to that he's on a a shot clock because if he if he is or a pitch count he every time he's in he's getting thrown to then that's all that means like right um, they're gonna use him while he's there yeah he's just only gonna be in half the time but that's okay he'll still get the same number of he's just not gonna be blocking as much yeah um also we had well so i never i didn't officially give it to him i've gotten lazy but jonathan taylor would have been my workman of the week i had to go home or pick on that one it would have been james connor if you had started him uh mm. he would have given you the victory what a kind of a crazy performance he did for arizona chase edmonds getting hurt yeah and you know this was tough i was gonna say if something went wrong on my side the jacoby myers that last flex spot is always Mm. so hit or miss and jacoby meyer hit hit like i was kind of afraid of this against the carolina defense they've been pretty good this year Mm -hmm. and you know i dabbled with chase edmonds in there but i don't i don't know if I don't know if I would have ever pl- really played James Conner, you know? Yeah. And so... I, I don't blame you at all. I mean, you wouldn't have done that. I think you start him now, though, until, uh, like, either Edmonds comes back or, like, you know, Benjamin is maybe more involved or productive than we think. But, I mean, well, com- they're going to score a lot of points. So I wanted to have the guy that's going to get some of those touchdowns on my lineup. Yeah, and well, the the main thing is now, Kamara may be injured, may be out. I saw that, and yeah. so, it's, knee. Yeah, so it might end up just being James Connors going in. At my running back. Either so, way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that that's tough. Um, which you just did? You just pick up uh, Devonte Freeman? Yeah. Or, or have yeah. you already had him? No, I picked him up four weeks ago. I picked him up pretty okay. early. Because uh, he he could also maybe now flex in there for you too. Yeah, he is interesting. And then Bolden. Yep. Um. Yeah, I have yeah. so many weird. Tim plays. Patrick is a classic flex player too. Yeah, and of course I missed on him this week as well. So, <laughs> but I hate flex stuff. I I always, I feel like I've never made the right flex choice in my entire fantasy career yeah now we're gonna have two of them coming up i don't know if that makes it easier or harder though yeah i think it depends on your roster yeah for some people it'll make it easier all right let's move on um let's talk next about uh we'll stay with uh the playoffs te- playoff teams here uh the matriarchs get a, a double victory as well i think everybody had double victories this week yep. actually they did uh, Matriarchs win 141 over Popular Ballers, and you've seen the rumors flying. Are the Popular Ballers uh, taking this as as their sign to turn it in for the year? Hmm. You know, I don't know. You know, you played Khalil Herbert. 
banking on maybe he still gets some touches didn't happen right so that's yep. that's that just happens you have yep. let's see you have Dearness Johnson who still seems to be going to be productive he might get one more week mm-hmm. uh to start because of Chubb yeah uh you have Cole Komet I don't know yeah it's so tough this team we said it all year it's so hard yeah you have Dak Prescott though and and some other I don't know there's some nice players and Cooper Cup yeah I think the problem was his hot streak that he was on um even though he wasn't getting wins frustratingly was because of all those backup running backs and now that uh like two of them are are back starting um in McCaffrey and David Montgomery that kind of sucked out the life of his lineup a little bit um and then like I don't think uh what the gore for the Chiefs I don't think he's going to really be startable so yeah I don't know either I think I, I I don't know I'm not sure what I would what I would do because he's only two like double wins out from the playoffs and he has more points than the one two three four five six teams in front of him so like i don't know very tough yeah and the thing that's tough is you you ask yourself okay yeah maybe i'm tanking this year but let's say i hit on one of my two like first round picks and then one of my two like second round picks that could be enough to fill out the roster, especially because mm-hmm. Scary Terry was on by. So, you know, like. Yeah. That's that's kind of how my, my uh, team is in that other league that you're now managing in. Like, my wide receivers are set, and I've been risky a couple times. I just don't have any running backs. But I have four first-round picks, so you just got to get somebody in, and you're instantly going to be okay. I think he's set. Like he said earlier today, especially if Watson plays again next year, he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, um, on the matriarchs side, let's see. We had uh, our first week with her not having Derrick Henry, so she starts Miles Gaskin for a promotion. He got twenty carries and you know good RB two numbers, fifteen points. God, had that, to start. God, that week's inefficiency is. I looked at it and I was just like. God, I'd never give him the football again. Yeah, he's terrible. Ever, I, you my, know my feelings. In my life. <laughs> 34 <laughs> yards rushing. He had 57 all-purpose yards on 26 carries. He had like, two, every time he touched the ball, he got two yards. That's horrible. Yeah. that. I mean, I'm, That's why I hate him. If he, let me see what his, what is his ranking in standard? It's got to be, uh, okay, he's 25th in standard, 18 in PPR. He's had several games where he puts up a decent fantasy game, but only because he gets like six dump off passes from Brissett or Tua. Oh, yeah. But hey. Yep. I mean, it's part of it. Um, yeah. Tony Pollard in the flex, uh, just not gonna give her enough. I don't think each week. Maybe every now and then he could, but a lot of times you're gonna get single digits there. Um, and it doesn't look like Adrian Peterson will probably, uh, be be a great fill in unless he gets lucky for a couple touchdowns uh no adrian peterson i'm i am a i am a shame i am ooh, i am hot that you're hot she went out there and paid 100 big dollars and didn't even play him 
because this this is one of the yeah. Things I, I'm surprised by that too, especially over Tony Pollard. Well, I think I'm just like, I I really did have this faith. Maybe I didn't know it until after the game started. But as soon as the game started and I saw his usage, I was like, he's getting goal line touches. Mike Vrabel is getting this man a touchdown. Mike Vrabel mm-hmm. is going to do this because I think that touchdown tied like jim brown or some or like someone for mm. fifth all time in touchdowns so like okay. he's pushing for a record so i think he's got at least one more touch like variable yeah. gonna get him a, a one more touchdown that he's gonna get yeah. push him into the record books at one more spot i would expect that too every week by the way this is a behind the scenes every single week when we record the podcast and i'm looking through the matchups and i see that katie still has uh bench spots on her roster it, it just blows my mind it's pretty impressive it's, it's yeah it's pretty good to go to be in that it's spot. just like gutsy like ah no we don't need anyone else i kind of i mean i like it i get it yeah um but yeah uh let's use this too as our chance to talk about obj where do you th- by the time the podcast comes out he might be on a team okay i think that the chiefs are bad bad landing spot mm-hmm. i think he won't go to the Saints. They're not good enough. If Jameis were okay. there, I think he would go. Agree. I, that's what I was going to say, too. They had one of their quarterbacks. And I believe that he will end up most likely in Green Bay. Yeah, that's kind of what I think, too. I think the, the storylines, it, like, it will be one of those things where we all just say, of course. Like We had to deal with Aaron Rodgers' stupidity with all of the covid vaccine stuff and so of course like now obj is going to go there too yeah <laughs> and like it's just going to be even more drama it's going to be a clown um, show it's going to be incredible it is. like but in an amazing dude, they're going to play amazing football it's going to be if i really think they'll be incredible the only way that that's not the case is if i can i could maybe my my bet is not on the Packers I could see it but I think my actual bet is on the Patriots because we've seen it too many times already Mm. like like Bill Belichick loves doing this he did it with Randy Moss he did it with uh Josh Gordon he did it he tried to do it with a couple more like b-level receivers who were older like Roddy White and Mm. I feel like I'm missing some other big oh he Brandon Cooks went up there there was a couple other people who like coming off of weird situations he was like no I got them um and I feel like this could be a scenario where, like, Odell and Mac Jones, <laughs> what if they just became something? Wouldn't that be crazy? Well, that would be so Patriot. Well, it would be so Patriots. Also, now, this that's a that's a good theory because I am thinking, remember, who who did OBJ do the best with? Yes, Eli freaking Manning. Yeah, that's, that's what he needs. He needs to be able to tell him, look, Mac, you're scared, but let me tell you, I'll be open. Just try, like... Uh, yeah and, just but baker's like no no no. Me. i know how to play football i think that that that's this is where the disconnect is between them but i think mac jones mm-hmm. will be like all right let's do it yeah i mean i it just seems like if I, it seems like one of those things where like vegas if this was a betting situation like vegas would try to to like get people to to pick both sides but if if you actually looked at the odds, like I think it's it would be like minus two fifty Patriots, and all along we'd be like, oh yeah, why didn't why did we think that it was going to be the Packers? So that's my bet. Yeah, we'll see. 
I think either of them we would will. be great, though. Yeah, I'm going to be excited either way just to see him on a new team. See if he can make a comeback. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other notes here from this matchup? Um, Allen Robinson uh, with Justin Fields yeah, playing a little still... better ball. Like, no, well, he looked a little bit more like serviceable, you know? Oh, I was looking at the wrong player's box score. Yeah, a little bit better. Um, still needs to get into the end zone, but I think he's probably getting into the territory where she's like, okay, flexing him, especially now without Derrick Henry. Um, he might be the answer for her there, Yeah, the flex. All right, um, next up we have, let's see, right outside, no, no, another playoff team. Uh, vaulting up actually into fourth place um, is the Pit Kings. Pretty crazy that just a few weeks ago, the Pit Kings were chilling down in the depths of the league standings, and now they're in fourth, uh, riding a six-game winning streak, which is the longest in the league. And they take a double victory over Marley Magic. Ooh, they are hot, 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 as the that new graphic are on. says. Yes. Uh, I like that. I do, too. I think it's amazing. Um, yeah, Lamar Jackson uh, still proving that he can play football. Got the overtime week. Always helps in Yep, in always fantasy. good. Um, uh, except if you're Dalvin Cook when the Vikings hate you. And they don't want to give you a touchdown for some reason. Yeah, and uh, you know he got he hit the Darnell Mooney boom week, catching the big yes big one. Yep. And and Darnell Mooney uh, update on a <laughs> conditional trade. But we should do more of those. Uh, Darnell Mooney is now sitting in top inside the top forty, which would mean I would not have to pay the extra price to Colton. Ooh. So I honestly was just kind of thought I would have to do that, but I'd be glad to keep uh, a couple of those picks there. Yeah, that would be nice. It would be nice for the Pit Kings as they continue this hot streak. Yeah, I'm sure he's he's fine with that production as well. Uh, Marley Magic uh, starting to approach a well, as well as Popular Brawlers kind of dangerous territory. Um, another kind of losing streak could be forming here after they had stopped the last one. Just a lot of question marks on the team with Tua now again uh, seeming to have gotten hurt. And probably won't play Thursday. Yeah, but you know, Jacoby Brissett—he's a great—he's a great real life backup quarterback and a great fantasy backup quarterback. So he can fill in and do just fine. Yeah, and he'll—he might have to use him because uh, Stafford and Mayfield—I don't know how long two will be hurt, but uh, they have like week eleven and thirteen by. So so neither of them have a sat yet. So pretty soon. Um, he will have to play one of the two Dolphin QBs. Um, Nick Chubb had an amazing game, uh, but then he got put on the COVID list. Yeah, COVID just got off of IR, going back off the field. Uh, and, but you know he has JD McKissick, who I think is a hot, hot play next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am very high on on him having a good week. Mm. We'll see if that comes true, but. He also got uh, the Elijah Moore breakout game for the Jets against the Colts. Yeah. and Which is on his taxi squad, but yeah, something to be excited about. And I was going to say, he has some empty bench spots. I think you might consider going ahead and bringing him up. Yeah. And, and playing him as well as... Oh, he had Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett on bye week as well. And he experimented with uh, the Raiders wide receiver. Yeah, I don't blame him for yeah. that. 
and I just think that that he doesn't have to do that in the future. Yeah, Hopefully. I think you're starting Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and avoiding everyone else from there until something else tells you otherwise. Um, but yeah, also Donovan Peoples-Jones only had three targets, but he did have that big, long touchdown. Um, and maybe he gets a little more work still with OBJ gone. And if Chubb is out, um, you know, they, I don't know, they might come off the run a little bit. They didn't last time with Dearness, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. I think that takes us now to where we're just outside the playoff race. The two teams that are in seventh and eighth fighting uh, for that sixth spot, both one game back from myself. We had the God Kings take down the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs 135-119 to as the God Kings uh, rode the back of our, our favorite man, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> uh, and a, a good game from Keenan Allen. Yeah, the God Kings had a a serviceable week with a couple of really nice performances in Melvin Gordon and Cordell Patterson, each having like pretty nice games yeah that Cordero Patterson trade is looking very nice uh, still for him yeah it's it's turned out well so far we'll see uh, you know you just never know but right now you ride ride the hot hand you know yeah he's uh I think he's like RB7 or something on the season so pretty bizarre uh but just what what Brady needed for an answer at running back um Kadarius Tony was I was very bummed to see him only get one catch uh I kind of like him and was excited to see another exciting young receiver but uh I don't know maybe after the bye week him and Daniel Jones will be on the same page yeah I think so I think that I I'm I'm with you in that I was disappointed but did the media actually asked Kadarius Tony about this specifically like if he minded how often he got the ball and he's like we won the football game of course i don't care like um well that's what you want to hear yeah and <laughs> what a brush of fresh air fresh air for a nfl wide receiver to say yeah and i mean uh, I, he's also probably like it's not like they weren't trying to get me open he could also just say man i just wasn't open but you can't say that to the media right yeah so, that's true <laughs> i think they're gonna get him get him touches yeah well, i wouldn't be too worried long term um flaming hot cheetah is still in the mix obviously but they do fall uh several spots uh after the double loss um but i think for if you're the cheetahs you're just happy that judy's back and healthy uh josh jacobs is, is probably stable now you just need to get uh kyler murray back in there yeah need, need kyler murray uh while colt mccoy did pretty well kyler just he's one of those cheat code players you know you can really mm-hmm. he can he can take up he can soak up someone getting a zero type of player oh for sure um and he, we also might see a little bit of uh 12 personnel on the cheetahs uh after the big game from pat fryermuth he's now had several like really solid games for the steelers because big ben keeps finding him for touchdown so uh, might see him and gesicki play at the same time yeah, I think that you start playing him. This is a classic Big Ben thing. He finds he finds something he likes, and he will just mm-hmm. force it. He'll he he yep. will make it happen. 
see Deontay Johnson. Yep. So, uh, yeah, definitely a good good thing for the cheetahs there. Um, let's see. There was one other thing I was going to point out about the cheetahs. What was it? Oh, uh, Saquon. Oh no, no, that's not what it was. Well, yeah, Saquon will be back soon. But in addition to that, um, I'm definitely not qualified and really don't even want to talk about the Dalvin Cook situation because I don't think anyone knows exactly what's happening right now because it's all like he said, she said. But if he were to get in trouble or or be forced to miss time because of the story that's coming out with the potential domestic abuse stuff, Alexander Madison could be one of those things that is a late plug for a, a playoff run for the Cheetahs. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. I don't really know what what will happen in terms of the playing time or Yeah. I haven't like Yeah, if there's the text. if there's anything I don't have confidence in, it's the NFL's ability to like handle this situation um the way it's supposed to be, so who knows. Yeah. Maybe nothing happens either way. I don't know. Yeah. Uh well that, those are the games we've got uh Winterface is still in first. Uh, top three dogs are all still there. Abby, Bruise, and then a, a little bit of change up in the back half. Pit Kings four, Matriarchs five, Gotham Knights six, Flaming Hot Cheetah seven, God Kings eight. That's our kind of the meat of our playoff run. And then you've got the Magic and Ballers down there at the bottom. Yeah, you know, it's so unfortunate for the Ballers. They really, on paper, have had an amazing season. Somehow they have. They've just gotten unlucky in both matchups and in the median. I think I guess like just being like the last team out of the median or very close to it frequently. Yeah, I- I've been meaning to go back and look at, or maybe that they're the weeks that they are scoring a lot. Maybe they're having like really big, really big games, and then like the weeks that they're not having that that must be when they're scoring just under the median or something like that. Yeah. Because their their points are there on the totals. But it's funny, you know, a lot of us had popular ballers pegged as 10th in the preseason ranks, but this is not why we had them pegged there. So very bizarre. Yeah. But, you know, like we were talking about, it's a, it seems like a quick turnaround potentially. It's, it does. Yeah. Agree. This is a blip. All right, Spicer, let's move into Coach's Corner because uh, I have a fun story to tell, but I kind of I want to ask uh, like your opinion about the, the topic and even some, some actual advice on, on how to handle the situation. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So um, I think I've said this before, but I'm, I'm primarily kind of working with the sixth graders. We all practice together, um, but a lot of times like I'll take the sixth graders over to one side of the court uh, – or something like that. Since I teach them in class, it just kind of makes sense. I already have a relationship with them. Also, I'm I'm more like qualified because there's a lot of uh, easy stuff I can help them with um, that the other guys already know how to do. Well, we've been having some problems at school with the sixth graders in other teachers' classes mainly than, than mine mm-hmm. with discipline stuff. They're getting in trouble. They're falling asleep, um, and the teachers have like complained to me and to my uh, my head coach about it. Um, mm-hmm. So. A head coach comes up to me on Monday and he's like, hey, uh, like we got to have a talk with these sixth graders, like, you know, blah, 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 fill in the blank. So he he lights into him pretty hard and tells him, you got you to get right. I better not hear anything. You know, the classic speech, like do what you're supposed to do. And he even tells like upperclassmen, like if they get in trouble again, you're, you all are going to pay for it too. So they're all like, Yo, you know, act right. All that type of stuff. 
Well, lo and behold, the next day, it's the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I may have gotten my days mixed up. This this carried from Friday to Monday. So Monday at practice, coach comes over to me and he's like, hey, like take the sixth graders over to the side. And for 30 minutes, I want you to wear them out as hard as you can. He's like, go into the closet over there, get the heavy balls, get the medicine balls, make them run, suicides, sprints, wall sits, what, like, lunge, like whatever you can do to make them feel pain, I want them to suffer for what they've done, like, after another bad report day. Mm. Okay, so let, let me pause there. So, mm-hmm. first, I was, well, I want, I want to hear from you first. Did you ever have to suffer this yourself oh, while playing football oh 100 percent. oh our this was our this was our punishment for missed assignments like when they went back and watched film they tallied so you had <laughs> oh, missed no. you had missed assignments and then you had like good plays so you could you could go above and beyond on certain plays and actually make up for missed assignments with effort that's like how they rewarded effort and penalties so you got you and it was a 50 yard gasser so they're like and sometimes if the whole team had like a really bad game they just make everyone run kind of the golf rule of eight so you'd run your normal amount then you'd do 400 more yards of sprints oh like as punishment for like game stuff on monday so that is that that was like the like the way of doing it yeah it was like it was one of those things where throughout the process of it i i went through the different emotions of like okay like this is kind of fun like i'm gonna like take pleasure in this because like a couple like the thing that set coach over the the edge was that a kid had fallen asleep in my class i mean it made me mad too like Mm -hmm. that's disrespectful and i'm your coach but uh like i had taken a picture of him and i just sent it to (laughs) to coach and he was like you're going to fall asleep in your own coach's class. Like how stupid, you know, can you be? So, um, I had them run suicides to start. Um, we, we got these, they're, they're like not as heavy as medicine balls. They're literally just like heavy basketballs for like training and making your pass stronger and stuff. Um, and I just made them stand across from each other and like throw them back and forth for like, you know, four or five minutes. Like their little tiny little six straight arms are like dying. But then it got to a point where after I had gone through several things and had made them do lunges and all that stuff, they were like, a couple of them were in rough shape. <laughs> and so I was like, man, I don't know if we're going to make it 30 minutes. Like I, I was pushing them as hard as I could, but I'm just not good at being like that type of like hard coach. Um, Cause like he would look over every now and then and they would be like talking in between things like either about how tired they were or whatever. And then, you know, he would come over and like snap at them and be like, y'all shouldn't even be talking in the first place. This is why you get in trouble. Like that type of stuff. <laughs> so oh, I just stand yeah. there and I'm, I'm like, I, I just <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> Cause like, I, I don't care if they, you know, I, I had told them to catch their breath and whatever. Um, so I'm just like, Oh man, like I hope I'm like getting them good enough. Uh, well then we go back to regular practice. And so their job at this point, because we had a game the next day, so the A team was really focused on practicing the press and they're standing on the sideline and I'll be dang if they didn't start talking to each other while coach is trying to teach the A team like a, a part of the press. And before I could even like make my way over there to tell them to be quiet, he just looked at me and he was like, coach, take them back over there. 30 more minutes. Oh no. <laughs> So we had to do a second bit. And so this time I just, I, I, it was most, mostly the same amount of stuff, but 
uh, I just did more running because I didn't want to like, I didn't want anyone to get hurt like throwing balls. But it's been very funny because the last two days they all have been coming up to me like, Coach Hazel, I'm so sore. My legs are so sore. But it's it's amazing in that second set how many little injuries popped up here and there. Like, oh yeah, they would fall while running. Oh my coach, my my ankle. I don't I don't think I can run this one. I was just like, go like run. No, you're stop. <laughs> like I was not born yesterday. Um, but it, it it definitely was like a a growing moment for me where I like had to become a little bit meaner. Hmm. Yeah, so this is this is interesting because so the, the this concept of also the whole group gets punished cuz some of those kids probably are like I didn't even do anything. Oh, they were mad. Yeah, and you're like <laughs> Yeah. And it's and so what you're really trying to get to is like this place of uh creating a system where uh it the members are accountable to each other. Yes. Like that's kind of like what the the ideal outcome seems to be. Mhm. And I don't that's what I talked to them about. Like yeah. at, at the, the end of the first block when I was like, okay, now I have to drive from the point to them of why we're doing this. I made them all get in push-up position and push up and I I made them just hold it and I just talked to them for like it was probably like 2 minutes. Um, and that was also funny because they're, you know, they're like dying and trying to listen at the same time and like yell, yes, sir. Every time I pause, like that type of stuff. But I was telling them like you, every single one of them has a class with the other person. Like there's no classes where they're isolated completely from all basketball players. So like there's literally no excuse for one of you to not be the responsible one and like keep the other person in check. But today in my class at a table that had two of them sitting at it that same kid fell asleep again and this time i took a selfie with him okay so we didn't have practice today because of the like uh traumatic evening that we had last night at last night's game but um tomorrow we have practice even though we don't have school in the morning and the first thing i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna send out that picture to the group chat so that they know what's coming because they didn't learn like I just could not believe. And I looked at the guy who was sitting next to him and I was like, I was across the room and I, he's probably been asleep for a minute or two. Why didn't you wake him up before I got over here? He's like, well, he should wake up. And I was like, no, like you're supposed to keep him awake. So uh, they're going to get it eventually. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have a thought. One is, have you asked them why they're falling asleep? Oh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're just they don't they go to sleep at like two in the morning they're like oh i just stayed up playing Fortnite. like they're just stupid kids yeah okay yeah because it would be different like i know i know them well enough to know like oh like i there is one kid on the team where if he fell asleep in class i wouldn't be too upset like he he's got some stuff going on that makes it hard for him to sleep at at his house this kid has no excuse <laughs> like no excuse hmm and the other thing is like you know me well enough to know i'm like overly like lenient and yeah. like remindful like hey if, if if i see a kid nodding off like hey why don't you just stand up for a second hey go step out and grab a drink of water and come back in whereas like based on our rules like i should just instantly like mark him down for sleeping and like that goes on the disciplinary like log thing that we have 
but I, I'm typically lenient, even with the basketball player. But not if you sit in the front row, like five feet in front of my face. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, just. I, it's bizarre. I'm just like it, he. This kid has to be actually tired. There, there has there, right. This is an abnormal amount of tiredness. Also, I was thinking, I kind of like the idea of being like, okay, you have two options. You can run boring stuff or you can play a game I, for some reason i like adding another layer of ab- abstraction where you say it's like the free throw game and you just like all right every time they miss a free throw you do a, like essentially mimicking what you want to be happening but mm. making it be like where it's like but you can choose to be a part of this right like or you can just run the yeah. boring i'll have you do all the boring medicine ball stuff that's true what what I ended up doing in the second block yesterday, because I tried to think of something like that, but I, we couldn't get to the goals because they were running A-team stuff, is I had them running, uh, I had set up cones on the side, and we were running, like, suicides between the cones, and I, I split them up into two groups, and I put, like, all of the fast and then, like, medium-fast kids in one group, mm-hmm. and then the main kid who was getting in trouble and the slow kids in the second group. And what I did was I kept making them rerun until that second group could beat the first group. Mm-hmm. And I knew that at some point, like, it wasn't impossible, but they were literally going to have to run, like, as hard as they could to get it. And it took, it, it worked, because it took, like, five or six times, and they were dying by the end of it. But it really worked because they were all sort of, like, cheer each other on. Like, the other team was, like, pumping them up instead of, like, wanting them to, like, fail. Like, they didn't think it was funny. Like, it that was that was a success but i like that idea of trying to find like an actual basketball related drill to try to help get it across yeah also it's fun to it's that same idea that you're trying to have like that you got with yours with like the teamwork and you want to cheer on your teammates too like the idea of like you can be successful or like there's something to Mm. be like yeah if it goes well you don't like this is not what happens right (laughs) yeah that's a good point so, so but that's also the so other thing, tricky right when like when you're oh right it is there in the moment yeah you have it's a it's a line that you have to walk yeah um and the the other thing so the second thing i decided to do was um like every other maybe like twice a week or at for sure every friday um i'm gonna pull two of the sixth grade basketball kids out of lunch and let them eat lunch with me in my room and just like hang out um, and I did that for the first time today and it, it was a, a major success. Like they just got to kind of kick back and it was fun, like getting to talk to them, like they were normal people. Um, and I think that that will also help just kind of build some more rapport with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. D- did you have to get like special permission? Um, I saw another teacher do it like last week as a reward for something. And so I just asked and they're like, yeah, just send us a text, like, an hour before lunch to make sure and we'll have them like escorted down to your room you don't even have to go get them so oh, it was perfect awesome. yeah like i i ate my lunch before they got down there so i literally just sat there while they ate and talked to them for like 30 minutes it was great oh that's fun yeah well that's it i i'm gonna take your advice and try to try to think a little bit on that I, the the story of the game is 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 it's really more sad than it is interesting. Like, yeah. I I kind of shared it in Slack, but the the kid that uh that fell out is okay. I got to see him. He actually came to school today, which was Good. crazy. I gave him a big hug and 
uh, everybody will be okay. The good thing is our next game on Monday is against maybe the worst team in the district. So I really hope that they take that as an opportunity to get right. Um, so hopefully next week I have a better story to tell because it's against Marianne's school. Oh, nice. That would be amazing. Yeah. Got to win that one. Yeah, for the sure. House divided. Got to win. That's right. Can we get you a can can we get a flag of that? That would be amazing. <laughs> yes. We've we've been joking about that all year. We need some kind of shirt that's like hand like homemade house divided shirt. Yes. Um but I'm glad to hear that that kid is okay. Is there anything like did they find out any more information about like what happened like what caused No, it? Is it uh, apparently he or we didn't know at the time that he has a, a history of seizures. So mm. um once we, that kind of got out, then people started to calm down mm. a lot. Um, but it, it was a really sad scene with the the kids themselves. Like it was one of those times when I I re- really remember that they are children, um, because like seeing their friend like fall down and seize, like they were just utterly destroyed. I mean, even our like some of our bigger eighth graders like were like unconsolable, like sobbing. And because coach had to stay with the kids or I'm sorry, with the kid that was uh, hurt, like he made me go into the locker room with them. Like they wanted them off the floor away from the accident. Um, So I was in the locker room with them by myself and it was just so like, so emotional. They were all crying so hard, like hugging on each other, like holding me. And I didn't know what to do at first. So I just like circled them up. And I was like, if you are the type of person that, likes to pray then let's just pray for a second and like take your time by yourself and then we just kind of sat there and after a couple minutes I, after just letting them cry I was I was like well this is still a game and we're gonna finish it so I was just like okay y'all talk for a second like let's get our minds off this like what's going well and then we just talked through like the offense and the defense and what we should do in the second half and and, and it ended up being okay but man it, it felt like being thrown into the fire for me like in <laughs> locker room handling wow yeah and i mean that is so it's it's also it's so sad but it's also so heartwarming like how much they care about their teammate like when you're that young yeah that's what my coach was saying he was like we worry about these kids having any like heart at all but like they definitely showed us that they do yeah i mean like that's their friend who's was like on the ground you know yeah and uh and for them like that's their whole world like they spend as much time with those people i mean that's like the whole all of high school sports it's like you do end up spending just a ton of time with whoever you play a sport with Mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah it, it was cool to see that they cared so much and like i said even like the quote unquote like bigger tougher guys like they were because he was an eighth grader the guy that got hurt uh like they were crying harder than pretty much anyone um but it, it was also i think it will be in the long run it will be a good thing for the team because that's not something that like the effects of it go away very easily um it definitely was like a like i don't know what what freight what analogy to use but i think it will be kind of like a pivotal moment of them like caring for each other as a unit yeah yeah so will he be able to come back and play i don't know um well i was shocked that he was at school today but um he had already been risky to play because he had hurt his knee and with this on top of it I- i'm really not sure i 
I'm curious to find out. Yeah. I, I I imagine I'll find out more tomorrow, but um, I hope he can play, if nothing else, because he's our starting center and he's good, but also because he's an eighth grader and he really w- wants to play and not get left behind for high school. Yeah, and I was thinking more just like generally, is he going to be allowed to play? Yeah, that. I, I mean, I think it. I don't know. Like, I guess it'll be up to the doctors and stuff. Yeah. I hope so. So. I hope. I hope he can. Yeah. But. But yeah, it crazy week. It's every every week. It, there's something new. But I I'm I still feel like I'm just doing enough to be helpful i talked with eric lisey a little bit today texting him i'm, I'm going to talk to him a little bit more get some more pointers because he assistant he was an assistant coach you know for a few years with Southside. yeah 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 so nice good stuff all right well if that's all we got then i guess we'll see you guys next week talk to y'all later bye-bye now